Checking. Just checking. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew. This week on the show, we've got a shout out to my motherfucking street demons, my patrons, my hood bros. And that's all I got time for. Cause I messed up the time and on the intro That's okay, Big Drew coming for the throat You know, he don't talk on the freestyle Is the intro is how Welcome to This Week with Drew for May 30th I've been doing this podcast February, March, April, May for four months now, buddy <laughs> Yeah, man We have not increased or decreased our listenership or viewership so that's great. That means that everybody watching this right now probably watched the first one, is probably tuned in at some point along the way to at least a couple minutes of an episode every week. Thanks a lot for doing that. Thanks a lot. I just want to say thank you right off the top to everybody who listens, all my patrons. John, you guys, John, Mike. Uh, the Street Demons, motherfucking Bub Tunde, Soyemi, and Marnus, and all those motherfucking White Ave homies. Shout out to my OG, Beverly Boys, 118 Ave. Calm, PG, Brothers Grimm, dropping new music all the fucking time. Check them out. Uh, YouTube, Brothers Grimm, uh, with one M. And also shout out to my day one homies, Armac, Mick Jones, Ringtone Capone, Fat Hoots, Perry, Oaks, fucking Rex, Chuck Diddy, and all the other motherfuckers with nicknames in the hood except for me, Big Drew Beverly. That's my nickname, Big Drew Beverly 118, coming from the streets, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> I feel good today, man. Uh, you know why? Because I'm on Backwoods and Newcomb and Backwoods and Newcomb. I was fucking... Listen... I fucking fought backwards for so long. I was always a Century Sam man my whole life. I was a Century Sam man and because I, I had a very negative experience with my first backwood because it's uh, hard. You got to unpeel that cocksucker and Century Sam's, they had a straight line and you could just fucking navigate the line and split that and then it was easy. And if you needed a knife, you could use a knife, but if you use a knife on a, on a fucking backwood, you're fucked. However... Century Sam's are hard to come by here. My girlfriend's Rez sells them. So unless I'm at the fucking Rez, then I'm not going to get a Century Sam. So, and I want to smoke blunt. So whatever. I, f- I finally fucking cracked and I started buying the Canadian backwoods. <laughs> I got to tell you, <laughs> I fucking love them. It's a big leaf, man. It's like smoking a big fucking leaf. And then once you get, buddy, once you get that confidence... Of unpeeling it, you could just fucking find the find the little corner and then just whack, like just roll it out, like pating, just like fucking Spider Man with your blunt, bro. Just yo, next time you're out, you're rolling a blunt, come check this out. Unpeel it just a little bit, and once you got like 25% peeled, I'm sure you know this. You could just fucking wick it, bro. Just whip it, and then it just fucking just shoots off. You can shoot blunts at people's faces like Spider Man, like shoot blunt guts at people's faces. <laughs> So anyways, I'm on the fucking backwoods now, bro. So come plug me out, bro. I need some of those good American ones. Fuck these Canadian fucking backwoods, bro. I hate these Canadian backwoods. Um, okay. Oh, and also shout out to my sister, but even though I don't think she watches this. Uh, how was my week?
Uh, my week was good, bro. I was headlining. I don't know. I was at a comedy. I'm trying not to say that I was headlining a club because the king doesn't need to tell you that he's the king. <laughs> so I was working a com- If I'm working at a comedy club, you should just know that I'm fucking headlining. So I'm working this comedy club in St. Catharines, Ontario, which is about 20 minutes from Niagara Falls. Uh, called Showtime Comedy Club. Shout out Mark Sinodinos for uh, for booking me finally as the headliner, bro. I told you I could fucking do it. I was emceeing in Midland for that guy since I moved here about four years ago. And I was like, bro, let me headline. And then he was always like, oh, maybe, yeah, sure. He was never mean about it, but it's like, to his credit, like, you you know, I had to work up the system a little bit, man. Make sure I can knock it out of the park a few times. And then fucking came in with the 45. <gasps> a blama. Duh, duh. Full-ass crowd, man, Friday night, <coughs> like, sold-out show, 100-and-something people. Man, just really, really good. I was working with my business partner and friend, Mark Anthony Sinagoga. This guy, super fucking Italian, brings me a homemade salami for going on the road. <laughs> like, if you want to impress me while we're going on the road, you bring me a fucking salami. So we went, We he parked at the mall, and then I picked him up, and we went down the highway and went to the gig. Fucking sold-out gig. It was awesome. Smashed the show. Everybody did really well. Dave, there's another guy named Dave who was emceeing. He went up. He did good. Mark went up. Fucking did good. I went up and I did really good. Smashed it, bro. Uh, a couple of, uh, you know, a couple like Lucy audience little points there. And then uh, we smoked a big joint and came home. And I just, uh, when I was going to drop Mark off, we left his car at the parking lot of the Toys R Us at the mall. And those motherfuckers closed the parking lot. There's like two gates on either side of the parking lot, and they closed it. So we're like, no, the car's fucked. What are we going to do? I was like, buddy, this curb is a pissant, man. This fucking, there's like a little pissant curb. Like, there's like a little gate, but then all around it's just grass and curb. I'm like, just fucking mash this curb. And Mark's like, oh, no, I got a Pontiac vibe. Like, I made fucking, I'm like, buddy, just fucking Alberta, just mash this curb, bro. Like, what do you think, Toys R Us? So clearly, he was able to mash the curb. And we fucking got her done, man, and he got her home. But, man, what did I, <laughs> I love to see the look on the face of the guy who had to lock that gate and be like, oh, I thought I fucked you last night. Also, what a prick, too. Like, at least leave a note. Like, hey, bud, like, fucking, I don't know, whatever. I guess there was signs everywhere. <laughs> like, don't park. After we saw, we're like, oh, fuck, we probably should have, like, read, like, at least, like, one of these signs. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, man, um, and then Saturday was the second show, and that was a fundraiser for Cystic Fibrosis, man, which was really good. Generally, I like doing fundraisers. Um, sometimes they can be hard. This one, my, there was a curveball that could have been thrown at us because the dad of the, like, we were raising money for this kid who had uh, passed away from cystic fibrosis. But then the dad went up before the comedy show to, like, s- say a few words, which can usually, like, this one was okay because he was a cool guy, but sometimes you go up there and it's just like, in the memory of Brian would know that we're all here laughing with him. Oh, God, do we miss you, Brian? <laughs> and then you're like, and now here's the comedian. <laughs> and you got to go up there and be like, so, uh, fucking, what's the deal? Where'd you, where'd you get that shirt? Winners? You sure feel like a winner every time you go in there. <laughs> you just got to fucking pretend like this guy wasn't just crying about his dead son. But uh, it was good. It was a fun show, man. It was a good weekend of comedy. And, uh, yeah, and then this week so far, that was my weekend. And then this week so far, I've just been chilling, man. 
uh, getting ready, uh, do, booking my upcoming tour, man. So we got a tour. Li- I'm trying to do like little age-appropriate tours, man. So like a, a couple weeks at the end of the July, a couple weeks at the end of August, a couple weeks in the middle of September. Because I don't like being on the road for more than two weeks because I got a fucking wife and a dog. Huh? I don't want to be fucking around on the road, fucking around when I got a family at home. Uh, <laughs> for too long. It's my job. I'll always be on the road forever till I die. But, you know, I don't want to be gone for so fucking long all the time. Because I miss my family. Um, oh, buddy. What else is new? James Holtzauer just smashed two mil this week. On Friday, Smash 2 Mill comes blazing, guns blazing out of the gate. This guy answered the first 15 questions on Jeopardy. The other, I think one guy got one in. So the first 15 questions, nobody else rang in except for one person one time. Like, it's almost disgusting. Like, what we're seeing right now on Jeopardy is the equivalent, like, the all-time greatest player before him was Ken Jennings. 74 victories in a row average of $38,000 a game. So this guy right now is averaging like $78,000, which is higher than the pre- when than the long-held highest daily record of all time. This guy's averaging better. What we're watching right now is if is if it was like a basketball player was scoring consistently 50 to 60 point games, like consistently every game a basketball player were to go out there or a hockey player to go out and get a hat trick every single game. Like this is what we're watching right now. The level, and I think Jeopardy's a fucking sport, man, um, because you have to have that quick. Like, you got to be able to fucking ring that shit in quick, and then you also have to be able to access the far reaches of your brain, like different parts of your brain, you know, because, like, whether you're talking about sports or talking about art or talking about history or fucking geography, man, you got to be quick on that shit, bro. So there's this mental quickness that goes along with the fucking limbic, like, quickness of your of your fucking system bro it's a sport man this dude's a fucking athlete and he's we're witnessing the greatest it's nuts it's like fucking dick fosbury it's on the fosbury flop man it's like how all the high jumpers must have felt like when they're watching dick fosbury go over the high jump backwards they're like what the fuck is this guy doing we're supposed to go over that thing forwards and he's going over backwards and they're like well that's pretty fucked up but they jumped two feet higher than everyone else. And they're like, well, shit, man. Maybe, like, you, I should do that. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, there's no really update other than the fact that I, they... And you know what I'd like to know is they filmed these episodes, like, six months ago. So, like, he's over. Like, his filming is over. But if he kept winning, is he going to just roll over into another season? Like, is this just going to... Like, is this guy just going to fucking... Just be as on staff now on Jeopardy. Like, is he gonna roll over? Does he wait for another filming? Like, has he gone a full a season, a cycle? How many episodes do they film in a season? You know, they because they gotta keep stay updated. Like, they can't film it. Like, they can't can it two years out. They probably gotta go. I don't know, man. I'm just stoked. Hopefully, he rolls over. <laughs> just, that would be so sick. But so, one guy came close again. There was another guy that came really, really close to fucking murking him, but he was a pussy again, bro. This guy bet 10,000 Final Jeopardy. Ha, <laughs> good luck. Holtzauer's throwing up 40K, buddy. You're fucked, man. There's four clues, man. Four clues upon which you could double your stack, and nobody takes advantage of them, except for my man James Holtzauer. Speaking of, I got another fucking segment that's a return of an old segment, 
and we're going to do Hot Bachelor Takes. Oh, fuck. I was supposed to hit the C. Hot Bachelor Takes. Okay, Bachelorette is back. I don't like the Bachelorette as much as I like the Bachelor because I find a lot of the drama to be manufactured. Um, you put a, a bunch of chicks of pretty girls under the age of 30 in a room. Um, they will just fight. You don't, <laughs> there's like, you give it 10 minutes and fucking, uh, uh, like, uh, the room will be divided in factions immediately. And they will just start fighting with each other, especially when there's a tension on the line. Um, but I feel like the Bachelor at the, uh, like, it's a bunch, just a bunch of dudes. And, like, dudes, for the most part, unless you put liquor or fucking the threat of, of anything, like, they're just gonna hang out with each other and just, like, play football and just be like, yo, what's up, Hannah? And, like, just, like, yeah, they're, like, and so they gotta put, like, sleaze balls. They gotta cast sleaze balls, and a lot of the drama seems, like, manufactured. I like that real, that girl drama where it's just like, mm-hmm, yeah, all right, Ashley, okay, I'm gonna need you, I'm gonna, I heard you, and I'm gonna need you to sit, I'm, I heard, I heard you, and I'm gonna need you to sit down. Whereas dudes are like, yo, can you pass me that ball, bro? They get into, like, a wrestling match. It's like, yo, I'm real sorry, bro. Like, I just really, like, liked Hannah. It's like, dude, I'm sorry, man. And then they just go. It's like, how'd you guys meet? It's like, well, we tried to sleep with the same girl. That's a lot. That's the start of a lot of friendships. <laughs> she said no to both of us. So then we're like, fuck you. We're just going to go be buddies somewhere else. So uh, Cam the Snake, you can't say, you, you can't fucking lie like that. Cam the Snake, you're out, buddy. You're fucking gone. And also, Luke P, who looks like a Luke P. <laughs> like, there's no more Luke P-looking motherfucker than Luke P. Luke P, bro, you're not in love, man. You're not in love. There's production companies all around. There's a craft services table. They said action, and then you said I love you, bro. You're not in love. You're playing your hand way all fucking wrong, buddy. So watch out, because Hannah B's a catch. Um, There's a wind blowing. Can you hear it? Oh, she's kicking up a huge fucking dust storm. What do we got here? Time for Big News with Drew on Big News with Drew. Today, we got a story coming out of fucking Pakistan. <laughs> Those guys are still... Here it is. Lawyer sentenced to 18 years for... Oh, fuck you. Lawyer sentenced to 18 years for smashing chair on judge's head. <gasps> It's all about the game and how you play it. All about controlling if you can't take it. <laughs> Buddy, Pakistan lawyers, it's fucking WWE. <laughs> what? <laughs> the lawyer's like, we sent your client to 10 years. And the lawyer's like, what? And the judge's like, 10 years. What? What? And he just comes with a chair and fucking smashes him over the head. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome, though, man. So the guy got 18 years for smashing. He didn't like the fucking verdict that was uh, handed down in his whatever. And the guy fucking smashed the chair over the judge's head. Gets 18 years. But you know what's fucked up in Pakistan? I Googled this because I'm like, 18 years seems like a long time. You only get six years for rape. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up, man? So y if you're going to fucking rape somebody, don't smash a chair over their head. Um... Oh, <laughs> I don't really know. I just wanted to do a wrestling. <laughs> I just, I'm Bill Goldberg, and I'm going to rip your arms off and use them as Q-tips. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Okay, that's the fucking show. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, email the show at thisweekwithbrew at gmail.com. Check us out on Patreon. Oh, yo, you know what? I actually haven't posted on Patreon in a couple weeks. I'll, pay, I'll post a video for you guys. And, uh, yeah.